Welcome to another edition of the Main Stage. I'm Patrick McCormack, joined as always by Ryan Ginio. Ryan, we have a fun week up ahead. We have soccer playoffs. We have a volleyball playoff push. We have basketball starting. We have to recap cross country where Katie Moore was all region and bowling's back in full swing. So the last month has been really exciting. And then we've reached a peak. The playoffs in soccer, the push for volleyball and basketball starting up, along with bowling going on in cross country and a really strong. How are you today? I'm doing excellent. You know, tell me that I'm really, really stoked for some playoff soccer this week. So we'll start on the pitch with the men's team. They tied stack 1-1, finishing year 5-2-2, two and two, getting the third seed with 17 points. They're going to host UDC on Wednesday, which is nice. Get that home playoff game. What did you see from the Lions on Saturday, and what can they do in the postseason? I think you and I were talking at halftime. This is probably their best performance they played at home this season. I mean, just such a valiant one overall, especially, again, in that first half, they were able to create some really decent chances while also defending really well. Again, you're facing the top team uh, in stack, and they were honestly the better side of the opening 45. And then, of course, you go to the second half, you win a penalty, and, of course, Peter Myers is automatic from the spot. And, yes, yeah, stack equalized at 10 minutes left, but then – Malloy comes oh so close to winning it in double overtime. Peter Meyer, once again, long range strike, comes off the crossbar. And I still don't know how that didn't cross the goal line when it bounced back down, but uh, that's a tough way uh, to nearly win a game. But again, getting a point was just absolutely fantastic. And of course, it seals their spot in the playoffs. You look at how the table finished in the ECC. Malloy finished with 17 points. Stack finished with 20 points. UDC with 19, and then Bridgeport got 17. We'll get a tiebreaker over Bridgeport. But you look at that table, and it's only three points separating one through four, which in other terms is just one game. And you've watched ECC men's soccer as long as I have all year. The games are really close. It comes down to a bar at stack. Um, Mercy was a really tight game to the second half. Mercy found two. But in all these games, despite a couple errors here or there or a couple good bounces, Malloy has been in every game, so the three seed can't be like, they can't win this thing. This three thing is, this ECC is wide open, and it can be anyone's tournament, which makes Wednesday night very exciting. It certainly does. And again, as you talked about, anytime you're in conference play, really, uh, you're not going to find too many blowouts. And honestly, just looking back at this schedule, I think Malloy hasn't won a game by more than two goals or lost a game by more than two goals this season. So the fact that this team can keep games tight and they can – really kind of grind out results at some points it doesn't always have to be pretty but as long as you get the job done uh you know that's what's going to lead you forward and that's exactly what's going to happen of course during the playoffs that's when you really need of course players to have that cutting edge and again look no further than guys like peter meyer uh jesse schleeper up front as well and then of course you have a rock solid back line with we always mention the dynamic center back pairing of Jared Velarde and Orlando Zambrano, and of course, the heroics in that of Nick Conklu. And as we spoke to Oscar Magnuson's really excited about the playoffs. He had a great year, career here at Malloy, but being around the guys, and we were at practice the other day, and they're confident playing in one goal games. That stretch where they won four one nothing games and have been in tight games gives them confidence going to this playoff match, and it's going to be really exciting. Hopefully, John A. Darcy Field is packed, and we'll see where we go from there. And now going over to the women's side, of course, they also played this past Saturday, also senior day for them, where they took down Stack 6-0. And because of that, 
they not only get the top seed in the ECC playoffs, but they also get a share of the regular season title with Mercy. And, you know, in this one, just pretty easy pickings, honestly. Uh, you know, Dana Posh netting a brace, Andy Coogan, Nicole Fabris, Brenna Glover, Lexi Verney all getting on the score sheet. This has really been a historic season for them as well. They tie the program record for wins and shutouts. So, again, it's just a, a, an excellent end to what's been a tremendous regular season. And you look at the ECC, they're doing something they did not do in 2019. They were road warriors in 2019, beating Bridgeport in dramatic fashion in PKs, then beating New York Tech 2 nothing. They go to the regional where they could have a face. It could be revenge. Mercy they beat in regulation for the first time in three tries. 2019, they lost them in the regular season and then beat them in that classic in the frozen rain at Mercy in PKs, which got them to the regional final up in Albany. But they know Mercy well, and if they play Damon again, they want that revenge. They went up to Buffalo, played their poorest performance of the year, 3-1. They'll talk about that. They'll tell you it was their worst game of the year. But they were able to bounce back from that Damon game and end the season really strong. And like you mentioned, everyone contributing, whether it be that back line, the wings, we spoke to Sienna Nicholas, she's really excited for the playoffs, or your two scorers and Lexi and Dana. Everyone's clicking at the right time. It should be a really good run for the Lions. And Sam Nicholich also talked about uh, how home field advantage really kind of gives them a boost as well. And I think that's what's going to separate, you know, 2019 from this season. Of course, they did win it all then, but I think it's going to be even more special now that they get to not only host the semifinals, but of course, host the final as well, should they get there. Of course, they have to get their business done against Roberts Wesley. And now they did beat them in the regular season 4-0 with a Lexi Verne hat trick. So, you know, on paper, this this should be a win for them but again come playoff time you never know Roberts Wesleyan will certainly be looking to get some revenge on them but of course they do get to the final as you mentioned uh, it could be a revenge game against Damon or again another instant classic against Mercy. Shifting over to the volleyball court the Lions bounced back with a 3-0 win over Roberts Wesley on Saturday big performances from Graciela Cruz and Rebecca Meyer. And for the Lions, Ryan, it goes back to them bouncing back off to a tough stretch, get that win. They'll have two home games before the playoffs to really get their craft going and then go probably going up to Buffalo for the playoffs. But right now you have two tests, one a rematch against Mercy and then another game against Queens to close the year. But a good thing to fine tune everything and then try to get that revenge against Damon. Definitely. And in that Roberts Wesley game, I'd say it was a pretty comfortable win overall. The second set was a little tight. Now they were, they, I think they faced a set point in that, but uh, they ended up winning the first and third sets pretty easily. But yeah, as you mentioned, Graciela Cruz, once again, has played just consistently well this season with nine kills. And then, you know, looking ahead, that Mercy game on Wednesday is going to have massive implications for playoff seeding. The Lions are one match behind the third place Mavericks. So a win here would see them rise in the table and they can still finish as high as second. So I think they, they certainly want to aim for that and, uh, you know, get some wins here and, and finish out the season strong against Mercy and Queens. Talking to Brian Smith earlier in this podcast, early in the year, it's a team that's had this experience, but different roles. And you're seeing as the season progresses, they're getting used to those roles. And when the playoffs come around, everything may click and you never know what could happen. All you have to do is get in and anything can happen. So the Lions have that experience and seeing how far they can go and they're maturing into their new roles. So it's going to be really exciting to see how they do against Mercy and Queens and then up in Buffalo in that ECC tournament where, again, anything can happen. 
Yeah, and volleyball is is really like any sport, a game of momentum. So you can talk about within the game how you know it can bounce back from being you know two sets down or one set down, which we've seen you know Malloy do this season. But you know you have to think of the bigger picture overall and and see that if you can just gain some matches, you know, towards the end of the season, you know, rattle off one, two, three matches, match wins in a row, then come playoff time, you're going to be one of the scariest teams out there alongside you know Damon. Going over to more postseason action, the cross-country team wrapped up their season in the NCAA East Regional, and Katie Moore continued her great first campaign with the cross-country team being all-region. Marino Callahan also ran, and then strong performances on the men's side by Aiden Watson, Frank Ferrante, and John Fitzsimmons, where for this team, Ryan, they peaked at the right time, and now they can take these great results, take a couple weeks off as we spoke to with Coach Laurel Fisher, and then just get ready to build off it in track. It's a different surface, but the running and the momentum should carry over a little bit for all these student athletes. Well, going over after a week off, bowling continues in the Falcon uh, Felician Classic over there this weekend. So it'd be great to see them back on the lanes. And we keep on referencing podcast guests, but the good part about bowling is you could work on yourself to get better. Goldera touched on that in the interview. During the off week, they probably looked at things they did right in the first four tournaments, some things they did wrong, and they were able to kind of build off that. So we're excited to see them get back on the lanes. And then we're going to start basketball season. So the women start Saturday and Sunday alone with the men. And just we're in full swing, as we mentioned here at Malloy. It's going to be really exciting where the women are starting against two good CAC schools. The men are starting against two good NE10 schools. And I said it so much last year and. Kelly, who's listening to us record, is probably going to tell me to stop talking. But it's like you look at these opponents and you build off the first two games of the year. I don't want to say you don't have to win, but you're going to give it your all. And from playing two good opponents your first two weeks of the year, you can look at the film and see if to get better for momentum going for the future of the seasons. Uh, exactly. And, you know, if they end in losses, I mean, it's again, it's not the end of the world. Again, it is very early on. You can learn a lot from the film, but I'm really excited you know, in a couple of weeks time, once we get to be back home at Queeley Gymnasium, get to see, you know, a packed uh, court. Uh, we didn't get to that last season, of course, due to COVID. So that's going to be nice to have uh, a lot of fans back and uh, watching some great basketball. So there's a breakdown full swing here at Malloy College. We hope you enjoy the interviews with Sienna and Oscar. Thanks to both of them taking the time, sharing their journeys here to Malloy and their great success on the pitch. So we hope we enjoy those, and we'll see you on the other side of the interviews. We'll welcome Sienna Nikolich from the women's soccer team to the main stage. Sienna, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So you guys are 15-2, and two, the number one seed in the ECC playoffs. How has this season gone so far for the team? It's gone really smooth. Um, I think we picked it up. You know, towards mid-season, uh, the beginning of the season, we were having, like, one-nil games. And towards the end, or like, the middle, we started putting more balls in the back of the net. And, yeah, and I think we just had more chemistry. And, you know, we're, we're having a good time on the field. So that's what really counts. And you know, on an individual level, you started a good amount of games this season, got some important game-winning goals early on. Yeah, how would you assess your own season? My own season, um, I would say that I started the season pretty strong. And then um, I started and put some balls in the back of the net, you know, when it was really needed. And um, I would say towards the middle of the season, I kind of like fell into a little bit of a rut individually. 
and it was a little hard for me to finish. And um, a few games ago, I finally put one in the back of the net. So that felt really good and reassuring. And, you know, it's a matter of confidence. And I think I, you know, I'm building it back. So I think that's really important for me. You look at the team and everyone talks about Jackie in the back, the backs, and then Lexi and Dana up front. What I think the most improved part of the team actually has been the two wings, you and Joanna Grasso bringing that speed. How do you guys work together from getting the ball to the back line and the defense to the middle, then to your two strikers? What me and Joanna Grasso really do, like, because Steve saw that we have, you know, speed on the sides. Um, so we're really trying to utilize it. So what we would do a lot is the defense, either we build from the back, you know, with, um, you know, on the ground and like slowly build and like slip passes through the defenders and try to break the lines or, um, you know, some center backs would just throw some, um, kick some diagonal balls up to the wings. And, you know, we're trying to cross as much and get a, a lot of shots on, on net. So that's really our strategy. Um, and our middle has definitely helped a lot, you know, with switching the field and everything. So we're not just one-sided. So heading into the playoffs, uh, of course, getting the top seed, you know, is really important. Just how important is, is having that top seed? And not only that, I mean, the big thing is really having home field advantage. You know, it's going to be a nice enough atmosphere at Johnny Darcy Field. Uh, does that give you guys kind of that extra boost? 100%. I mean, individually, it gives me that extra boost because I'm like, thank goodness, you know, all of my family can come. All of, like, you know, everyone, all the school can come if they wanted to. But I think it's really just important, um, like, that we just stay focused. You know, we can't have, like, oh, we're playing, you know, the fourth seed on Thursday. You know, we have to we have to go in, like, they're the number one seed and we're fighting for the number one seed again, you know. So I think it's all about our mindset now. You know, we have to have a strong mindset and take everything, like, they're a really great, like, hard competition for us. You came in this year as a transfer. What did you see from this team coming in and just the talent that they had? Um, I it was to me it was like a, fr a breath of fresh air. I haven't, um, you know, in my past college teams, it was it wasn't really nearly as talented. You know, with all due respect, like this is a very talented team that I'm on, and um, I'm really grateful to have this opportunity to play with these amazing girls, you know, especially the girls that are staying the fifth year, you know, but it was pretty shocking because um, I had so much to learn from these uh, great players. And I'm really happy, you know, to have that opportunity because that's how you get better. You play with better players. So. And how did having that experience at the D3 level help you really adjust to D2 soccer? Do you notice any big differences or? Yeah, yeah I do. I think it's, um, just a faster pace. Your touches have to be better than what you can get away with in D3. And it's also the mindset too, you know, like D3, um, my team in D3 wasn't really like a winning team. And this is a winning team, the, um, you know, Malloy women's soccer. And yeah, I mean, the D2, it's just, a, it's a quicker pace. And we just, it's a mindset that we just, we're all in it and we all want it. And that's the mindset that I really appreciate. You guys are 18 in the nation right now. And uh, 
your roster is made up of you being from Glen Cove. Most of the girls are from either Long Island or Queens. What's it like having a local team be so successful at the national level? Honestly, I haven't even thought about that, but it's really, um, I would say it's really cool because, you know, we're all from one general area. We have no, you know, people, uh, teammates from outside of the country, outside of the state, outside of the island, really. So um, I think it's just if we, you know, go really far, which, you know, that's the plan, I think it's going to really represent you know, Long Island and New York and, you know, show the talent that we have. So I think it's really cool. And, you know, when you came here, you talk about like this kind of Long Island, you know, how, how have your coaches and teammates really helped you adapt to the squad? Does it help that like everyone's pretty much local? 100%. Yeah. I would say it's very, when I first came into the team, it was during COVID and, you know, you couldn't really hang out with anyone, you know, because it was very, like, restrictive. Um, but I would say, other than that, like, it was, like, the, just being on the field with these players, it was just like, okay, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be, you know. And the coaches, like, definitely helped a lot. You know, they're all so friendly and so welcoming. And, yeah, it's a great experience. Piggybacking off of that. Every time you're on the field, you look like you're having so much fun. What's your approach when you step onto the pitch and just the mindset going out there? My approach, um, I would say it's more like I'm just thankful to, you know, do what I get to do every day and perform, you know, twice a week to the audience to, you know, and I really have God to thank for that. So I'm really just thankful and um that's really my approach. And I just know that I have to go all in and give it everything I have. You know, every player has bad days and off games, but um, I would say that it's really just a matter of your mindset and just, you know, I try to prep my mindset before each game and, you know, just really give thanks for it. Earlier, we touched on how you've uh, transferred, of course, from SUNY Oneonta. Uh, talk to us about uh, your decision to join the Lions. Okay, so I was looking to transfer because I thought that as a player, I had way more potential than what was actually like the opportunity that was given to me there. I'm really grateful that I did have the opportunity to play there because I made really good relationships with my friends and coaches. But I thought that, you know what, like I only play college soccer for so long and it is, you know, now's my time to make a, to make a move, you know? So I was uh, looking at colleges and um, colleges that would, you know, fit what I want to do for the rest of my life. I like, as in bio, you know, so I, um, I contacted Steve and I told him everything about myself and he was like, great, like, let's meet tomorrow. So we met and, you know, and I really liked it. And I thought that, um, you know, he's not the only coach that I met with, but I thought like, wow, I feel like I can like relate with this coach. And I thought like, it was really the coach that um, helped me decide to come to the Lions. So, uh, because I thought, you know, this guy looks like he knows what he's doing, you know? So that's really my, my uh, decision, like where I was at. 
you talk about the success on the field. How's it been going in the classroom as a biology major here in Malloy? Um, it's definitely pretty challenging with, um, you know, with a lot of soccer and, you know, my time is not as, um, there's not as much time, you know, obviously, but um, my success has definitely been, you know, good in the classroom. And I think it's like all about focus, you know, during this fall season, it's, it's all, it's all focus, no matter what I do. So it's, I have to train myself. And I think that's really um, a big part about being a student athlete. Now, touching back to this season, of course, the ECC tournament coming up very soon. What's going to be really the main key for this team in order to win the ECC tournament and repeat as champions? So the thing that's really driving me is I need to get a ring. I need to, I need to like finish this tournament and we need to be the best. And I think that if we all, and pretty much all of my team feels the same way, you know, um, they've won in 2019. They got a, an, a ring for the championship, but I haven't. And that's something that I'm really striving for because I need that ring and <laughs> nothing's going to get in the way of that. <laughs> so if we all have that mindset and I think, I think we're going to do just fine because it's all about like who wants it more, you know? Um, so I think that if we go into it and we play every game, like it's our last, because it could be our last, um, then we will be fine. Sienna, I want to thank you for taking the time. We look forward to seeing you at Johnny Darcy field in the semifinals and then in the finals on Sunday. Thank you for having me. I had a good time. We're now joined by Oscar Magnuson from the men's soccer team on the main stage. Oscar, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. So you guys have the semifinal match against number two UDC at home. How's the team feeling going to that game? Uh, I feel like everyone's so excited having the semifinal at home. It's just at, under the lights, 7 p.m. Like it's it doesn't get any better than that. It's just everything is is in our own hands. It's just perfect. You were part of the team in 2019, unfortunately lost to Mercy in the semifinal. What can you take from that match into the semifinal this season? What I would take from that game is going into playoffs. It doesn't doesn't really matter who has the better roster or anything at at, at this point. It it's just about who who wants to win it more, um, who wants to get a result. Yeah, everything else is irrelevant, really. It's it's a different mentality when it comes comes into playoffs. So going into a semifinal like this, it's just whoever wants to win it more. So for you, you've been around the program for a while. What was it like this year? Because you and only a couple other guys were on that 2019 team. How is it for you adjusting to new players and playing with different people? Um, I think um, the whole group has just, like since preseason, it's just felt so natural being around everyone. Everyone is comfortable on and off the field with, with each other. And it's just a great group. So it hasn't been a, a, a huge adjustment for, for this squad and for this year. Um, I think yeah, everything has been, has been since, yeah, since, as, like I said, since preseason, all the practices together, team, like we're having team lunches, like, yeah, we've just been bonding great. 
you look at the year and uh, how is it playing this year if they're not playing in 2020 due to COVID? Yeah, it's um, everyone was has been so excited, including me, just to be back playing in a actual season again. And we've been waiting for so long now. It's just been preparations and 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 training for almost like yeah like two years so going into this season it's just everyone's so excited and just to play and be back on the pitch again to play games that actually like matters so yeah just exciting you guys have played in a lot of close games how do you think that has prepared you going forward um i think that that has helped us a lot, um, especially when going into a game like this in the playoffs. It's it's obviously gonna be a close game. I don't. It's never an easy game in a playoff in a playoff semifinal. Um, it doesn't matter which team you play. There's it's always gonna be a close game. So having a couple of those behind us coming into this uh, into this game, it's it's just beneficial for us. You guys played at the University of District of Columbia on October 23rd, 2-2 draw. What can you take from that match going into the um, playoff game? They, they have a good group. Um, I think they're, they're obviously, we're expecting them to be as, as good as they were. And like when we played them, they were on the first seed in our conference. So, um, but that absolutely, like they're so very beatable. Everyone is confident that we're going to go away with a, with a result and play for the championship game on Saturday. So, yeah, just uh, we know it's going to be a tough game. Like I said before, it's a, it's a semifinal. We can't expect anything less. But, yeah, everyone's confident and that we're going to win this game. Back to the last match against uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. You guys got the 1-1 draw to get this three seed in the playoffs. How does it help playing in a big game right before the biggest games of the year? Um, it has helped. It helps just like mentally f focusing. Um, playing a big game before a playoff game, it's just like we we're all we were already prepared for for this game. We knew like if we we had to get a result, and now we just like we have to get results going going for forward. So just starting with that mentality from last game, it's just gonna give us that moment momentum we need to to get the result we want so a coaching change from 2019 to 2021 played for Danny Longo where Ty coach Tyler body was an assistant how's it been playing under coach Tyler in his first year with you guys uh, it's been it's been great um, I don't I've never played uh, for a coach that's so prepared for everything he's working all day and all night to get us prepared for the games and yeah like it's 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 unbelievable the the effort he puts on it puts into the team starting with recruiting um yeah it's been difficult to since because of covid so their recruiting process has been um yeah obviously difficult for for a coach and he has managed to get this group together and then just to get us up for every every single game we play with preparations and motivation, it's just yeah, it's been great. If you look at your team, the eleven on the field is very diverse. Whether they be from 
Long Island or Europe or other parts of the world. What's it like for playing with such a diverse team with players from different parts of this country and other countries? Uh, I think it's, like you said, the, just the diversity itself. Um, uh, so players bring their, bring their strengths from wherever they come from and um, everyone's um, like raised on a different ways, like soccer wise. So just bringing all different pieces in and, and putting it together has just, yeah, it just makes it a more complex of a group and just more difficult for other teams to beat when they know how like the depth of, of our squad and just how different we are as players. So let's go back. You're looking to play soccer collegiately. You're from Homestead, Sweden. How did you end up in Rockville Center on Long Island? Um, so the the opportunity to come to the U.S. in the first place was brought up at a meeting at my my academy club. Um, so I got in contact with um, an agency in, in Sweden um, where they helped me to reach out to different uh, colleges in in the U.S. And I got in, in touch with Molloy College. And that's basically it. I ended up here and it's been great ever since how is that adjustment like for you um yeah obviously it's it's a big adjustment um moving away from home i lived i was born and raised in in Hamstad, um moved away when i was 19 overseas um it's a big like um you mature um fast uh, you're on your own pretty much but um yeah it was a, it's a big big uh, adjustment but um, I, I think it was very beneficial to coming into a team like the one we have. Uh, everyone is helpful. I was so um, welcomed from the first day. So that helped me a lot. Yeah. One of your teammates and now coach Adam Carnwath came over from England. How helpful has he been as a teammate and a coach to your transition? Uh, he's been great. Uh, when I came in as a freshman, he, uh, he was a senior. So we could, um, I got to know him as a friend, as a, um, as a player, because I played with him and then just going, having him as a coach has just been um, such a great um, addition to the coaching staff because of his knowledge of, of, of soccer and just the experience he has um, of playing both back at home in England at a top level. And here having played like four years of collegiate soccer like he knows so much and he's helping a lot of the kids coming in and me as well as a freshman it's yeah he's been a he's been a real friend and a great coach how how, how would you describe your four years here at Malloy College yeah it's, it's I came in I was so excited we played two seasons then yeah because of COVID it made everything difficult of course um, I went home to Sweden for for a pretty long time um so being away from the squad was was difficult but at the same time coming back i was just more excited to come back than, than ever but yeah overall the four years it's been it's been uh, a great journey um from being from playing in a season where we had two wins i, I think um to playing in the 2019 season where we where we beat the school record of wins. It's just the ups and downs. It's just what makes it so beautiful.
Oscar, I want to thank you for taking the time. We look forward to seeing you guys in the semifinals and hopefully many more games after that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Patrick. We have an exciting packed week of Beloy Lions action. We want to thank Sienna and Oscar for taking times and doing the interviews and sharing their stories. Ryan, thank you so much for talking to me again on the podcast. Great content here. Don't forget to follow us at the main stage pod on Instagram and follow us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Malloy Lions. Have a good week. We'll see you next time and go Lions.